have you seen Lord before? Never. <gasps> You're in for a Wait, treat. Have you? Yeah, I oh, saw mama. her. I saw her at Coachella in 2014. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 I was a dick. She played at ACL a year I went, and I walked right past her set to go see <gasps> Pearl Jam. Oh! Oh my goodness, yeah. Pearl Jam? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck this Lord girl. I don't care. I'm gonna you go to like... Pearl Jam with these straight bros I have crushes on. <laughs> You're like, I know someday she'll have a beautiful life, but why can it be mine? Listen, Lord did not compose the score to Into the Wild. And that is <laughs> very the, true. The bar okay. I set for artists. Okay. I, I, yeah. Lord I, has not written point. "Spin the Black Circle." Um, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, Eddie Vedder could sing "Supercut," but <laughs> Lord cannot sing. Jeremy. <laughs> now came talk. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Straight People Movies. It's a podcast where uh, two gays explore a movie that straight people love, and we ask, why? Why? I feel like we got very violent last week with the why, so let's come. Let's, We're going to. We'll leave Bad Cop last yeah, week. Yeah, you're this right, because like, we need to get Goop Lab with it, right? Goop Lab so with it's it, like, yes. <sighs> ask yourself three questions. Who, what, and why? I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And I'm Dylan Garcia. And this week we have some special guests with us. Ah! We're super excited about it. From the podcast on Night with the Stars, we have Jason Pollard and Jen Rosario. Welcome, guys. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. Uh, For your listeners, this is Jason. Oh, this is Jen. (laughs) (laughs) i am so excited and night with the stars is one of my fave podcasts uh it's not because i'm on it every other week Uh, (laughs) a third of our episodes and wish you were on more i will be put me on more although i am slightly busy i want one oh yeah yeah, kirk no kirk's next (laughs) i want one this is actually a night with the stars episode we're gonna um (laughs) I will say it's like whenever, um, like whenever Twista and Kanye put slow jams in each of their albums, it's gonna be like that. Oh, we're exactly! Gonna chart. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Which one of us is Twista? I think it's me because I talk faster and you can't understand what I'm saying. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many people on that track. One second. There's Jamie. Okay, Fox. wait. Jamie Foxx, Kanye, Kanye, Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, a little Anita. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I just want to be the. I'll just be the sample. <laughs> you want to be the. Money, 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 money. I want to be that. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. So it was. It was a religious experience seeing the Y bit uh, live on on record. <laughs> it seeing was. it happen. It was. It was. Uh, yes. Uh, it was very exciting. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Yeah, it's a it's a fun bet. It's fun. Every, it it's getting fun. a little too chaotic. It's getting a little psychotic, but <laughs> no, I, we're in the yeah. middle of a. Y'all know because you're astrology people. We got eclipses going on. Mm-hmm. We've got full moons going on. Like shit's crazy right now astrologically. Yep. 
It's too much. Are we in retrograde or is that on the it's, horizon? I think it's happening or is about to happen. Not not yet. It's it's coming. Oh great! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Um, just we, this has been a very musical episode so far. What's a better retrograde song, Mercury by Block Party or Retrograde by James Blake? Block Party. Mm. Yeah. I love that Block Party song. I think that album is so underrated. It is. Mama, yes. truly, truly welcome to the fucking. You're in our threesome now because you know what? Our, the song we're walking down the aisle. Not or I guess walking no, down the aisle too. It's fucking Ion Square, bitch. No, you are not. Yes, Stop. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow, 2000s indie kids. We we're, we're still out here. We we talk about weird gays that love the cell and birth. There's also weird gays that love intimacy by Black Party. <laughs> and it's us. It's it's perfect. <laughs> um, we're talking about a movie this week. Um, that is as long as this intro. Actually, this is shorter than our typical intros um we're talking about a movie that is so long we're still watching it right now (laughs) yeah we didn't finish it (laughs) we didn't finish it but weirdly not the longest movie we've talked about on this show that still would be justice league oh justice league oh justice league ugh i'm still mad at you guys for making me watch that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i think honestly i watched that movie Right here, like where I'm sitting right now. I watched that on my desktop computer because my TV wouldn't play it because I'm poor. Um, so, yeah. So I think it was like kind of like a fever dream kind of experience. I think so. Because I didn't so I have ended up that, enjoying it. I didn't have that same experience. You guys, I, watched, I, I listened to the episode and I was like, oh, they liked it. I should watch this. No, ma'am. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Lo siento. Um, if you contact your podcast provider of choice, they will issue a refund. Uh, except Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, they're dead to us. Yeah, what the off. fuck, Apple Podcasts? Like, still? Apparently, yes. if you're subscribed to it, you still see the show, but you can't search for it. Oh. Yeah. They, they shadow banned yeah. you. Yeah, Damn. this is censorship. We're moving to Gab. Um... So, um, but we are talking about this week, speaking of, um, I don't know, long, speaking of censorship, we, uh, this movie has been censored in a billion countries, I was reading. Yeah. Um, we're talking about The Wolf of Wall Street by Martin Scorsese. Woo! Woo! Oh, man. This is our first Scorsese, baby. Hell yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The ultimate straight boy director. Yes, ma'am. The original straight boy director. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool, uh, I guess. Yeah, the most annoying person to talk about on Twitter. Uh, it's awful. Oh my god, I exhausting. Know. It's honestly it's annoying. No one has a good take on him. No, no one. No one. Including us in, in a moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has I'm a good sorry. take except for us in like three minutes, and then yes. everything yeah. is retiring. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not even ready for the Scorsese take. No, ma'am. Um, I'm actually really stupid with Scorsese. I've only seen Shutter Island. Iconic. And the Irishman. <laughs> and what you think that's Departed? It. Oh no, it's in the Departed. The Departed's awesome. Uh, that I watched that last year. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even think if it was for every actor ever. I think I just watched it. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's it. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's wow. a very good movie. Not to sound like uh, th- those we were just mocking on Twitter. <laughs> I, I think hold Scorsese too high. But uh, much like Kirk, I'm a little film school boy. I have mm. to naturally have an affinity for Marty and my, my DNA. 
there there's so much in his filmography I think you'd love. There's so much good yeah. shit in there that like gets buried by Goodfellas and Casino discourse. But like we're talking <laughs> right. Age of Innocence. There's Bringing Out the Dead, where Nick Cage is like a, a an ambulance driver who can talk to the dead, and it's written by oh, Paul Schrader. Yeah. Uh, 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 help me out here, Kirk. What are some other? Movies? Oh, what about oh, Kundun? There's so many good ones. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking Kundun. completely now. Best name of a movie. He probably directed it, right? Um, <laughs> he directed oh Birth. No, he no, he did not. <laughs> Don't confuse people. Um, let's and, see. Uh, let's gang, go through this. Gangs of New York. Good. Okay, Gangs of New York gangs is New great. York. Okay. Oh, The King of Comedy. You would love that movie. Okay. Man. Yes. Okay. As a Joker stan, I, you, know, <laughs> no. you know I like Joker. No, it's good. Oh, yeah, you loved okay. Joker. Oh, <laughs> that Joker was good. I was also very high. Um, oh, Taxi Driver? That's After Hours is, is fun. I haven't seen After Hours. I need to watch that one. Because it's, it's got fun. the guy from uh, An American Werewolf in London. That has that, that poster good. where he's getting his head pulled off, right? Or it's yes. getting twisted like a, twisted. Like a clock. Oh, the, like aviator. the aviator. The aviator. I love the aviator. Me too. Okay. Yes. I love Kate Blanchett. Or not Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwen, uh, Gwen Stefani in it. Wait, what? And, <laughs> yeah, Gwen oh, Stefani's yes. in it uh-huh. for like a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this like in the early 2000s where they would always have like uh, like singers do like a little lounge bit in the background, like how they had Katie Lang in the Black Dahlia? <laughs> Oh my God, Katie Lang is not in the Black Dahlia. Yes, ma'am, she is. I saw that movie in theaters. I I watched like half of that movie like on HBO in high school, and it is the most boring movie that's ever been made of all like ever. I can't believe Brian De Palma could even direct a boring movie. I know. In in this house, we stand and support and love Brian De Palma, even though he hasn't made a good movie since Mission Impossible. Um, (laughs) Has it been? I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to refute that with. Don't You're people, like Mission to Mars is the shit. Don't people like that lesbian one he did with oh, Rachel McAdams? Yeah. I'm making it up, but Retribution. He... Femme Fatale. Is that no? Oh, this is this is gonna be a wow. big wiki his, episode. His 2000s were bad. <laughs> Not great. Oh, Passion. Passion. I love the soap opera. Oh, I love yeah, that soap opera Pace. too. Oh my god. Oh, man. I need to find somewhere to I need to find somewhere to torrent a all of the soup and b all of passions. Absolutely. Someone someone has to have it somewhere. So chaotic. I read, I read somewhere that Mission to Mars is actually a good movie. Didn't it like open can or like play in competition at can? Something like that. And then like I feel like audiences really hated it, but it's like one of those like blockbuster art movies, I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. We'll I see. don't know. It's a take I read, but we'll see. Well, uh, before we get too deep into De Palma, um, <laughs> wait, this is the bonfire of the vanities episode. I'm out of here. Bonfire of the vanities is great. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, what a fascinating movie that is. Um, I'll go ahead and give a little plot description of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, just in case you haven't seen it. Um, which is fine. Um, so we're watching the 2013 Martin Scorsese movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill. Margot Robbie, or is it Margot Robbie? It's Robbie. It's Robbie. Margot Robbie. I can't do an Australian accent. Um, Kyle Chandler, and then a very good cameo by Matthew McConaughey, and every single character actor who has ever lived, ever, and Jordan Belfort. 
The film follows Jordan Belfort, a low-level stockbroker who works his way up Wall Street food chain by artificially inflating or pumping and dumping stocks. The Wikipedia was very confusing. Uh, anyway, he's on lewds and coke the whole time and eventually goes to jail for stock crimes. Um, that's it. Yeah. 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 Um, just starting it off, Jonah Hill should have an Oscar for this. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. he's so yep. good in it. He's the best part of this movie. Um, well, I feel like we're going to talk about it a lot because we, we do mention a lot our least favorite movie of all time, which is the Dallas Buyers Club. And this is the same year the Oscars uh. that um, Matthew won the Oscar and uh, Jared Leto won the Oscar. So bad. And took it away from Leo. It's Leo should have won for this. Period. Well, actually, he should have won, won for the Aviator, period. Yes. And then he should have won for this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, let's just go straight ahead to that because we're already starting to talk about it. So this is, I feel like, the like, kind of apex of Give Leo an Oscar. Remember that whole like, yes. four years was the most annoying thing? Mm-hmm. I think it started with the Aviator in 05. He got nominated for Blood Diamond. Uh, but That's n- a bad movie. Could you imagine if Leo's Oscar was for fucking Blood yeah. Diamond? Yeah, no. And no. so embarrassing. No. I, he uh, would stop working after that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then he fully goes into overdrive because he has this incredible run that's like Revolutionary Road in 2008 that he doesn't get nominated for. He's incredible in that movie. I know, I think me and Kirk have differing opinions on Revolutionary Road. I hate Road. that movie so much. <laughs> so good. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm love sorry. It. I, I, is it Michael Shannon? I watched that famous scene, you know, the famous scene where they're yeah. like fighting and I was like, God, this is like more dramatic than the marriage story fight. Like... <laughs> Is it? Which I also don't like. Another so sorry. Another we have we have fought. I love that both of the movies that me and not counting Annihilation, but the two movies that me and Kirk fight over: Marriage Story and Ma. Uh, yeah, we do. We fought <laughs> about Ma like seven times. Oh yeah, we will fight somewhere about it. Um, but then Shutter Island, which like I don't think he was ever really going to get nominated for it, but it's like the people who love that movie love it. Inceptions, old that got all a bunch of other nominations. Christopher Nolan, everyone loves that. I think what really, really lit the fuse was him not getting nominated for Django. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is iconic in it. Mm-hmm. He didn't get nominated. No, Christoph Waltz was the person who won. Oh, in my brain, they were both nominated and then Christoph no. Waltz beat him. No. Just, it is such a layup to not nominate Waltz and just nominate and give it to Leo that year. Yes. Like, it is such an easy, so easy voting decision to make. It is bananas it didn't happen it's crazy why does hollywood hate leo so much i don't know the well f- then he gets nominated for wolf of wall street um and is also in great gatsby the same year mm-hmm. as that and then people are like okay whatever what literally whatever what does he need to do just give it to <laughs> like, and he's played well, that's the famous he's, people he's played famous literary characters mm-hmm. like what, what do you he want needs him to, to do, do <laughs> he needs to go fucking live inside of a bear or whatever and which and same. that's what he won his oscar for um if i could live inside of a bear bit <laughs> i know you. oh would. mama oh mama you see my likes on instagram um <laughs> And but yeah, he eventually wins for the Revenant, which is the most boring movie of all time. So bad, I still haven't it's seen a, it. There's a part where a horse falls off a cliff, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, okay, there are a lot of horse deaths in this movie, so the horse falls off. It's very funny, and then there's like a background scene where somebody's like, <laughs> like walking into the background, and somebody just fucking shoots a horse point blank. And I saw it with friend of the pod Harrison. I think I like, <laughs> like out loud both times <laughs> in the theater because it's like. So many horse deaths. Yeah, what is this, Lucky? I feel like, I feel like after the ring Luck? horse death, I'm forever triggered by horse deaths. <laughs> yeah, don't watch The Revenant. Can I say... That's an iconic horse death. I am shocked we've been talking about horse death this long for The Cell not to come up. <gasps> oh, that horse! Oh, my God. But it's is, art, though. Gets the That's shit art. killed out of it. 
Yeah, but it's over art. and over and over again. Yeah, it's oh. Fuck, I love the cell so cell much. So good. <laughs> cell oh my god. Carson, daddy. <laughs> my biggest enemy is me, Papa Nine One One. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's actually talk about the movie, though. Like, how did y'all feel about the movie? I, for one, liked it. I thought it was great. Uh, this is one of my probably top ten movies of all time, I would say. I okay. really, really love this movie. Uh, it... I, I So, I was working at Alamo Draft House. It was the first Christmas I worked there as a server. The Christmas it came out. And it was so energizing as like a little nerdy film school kid to to see so many families walk out of a movie on Christmas three minutes <laughs> into it as Leo blows cocaine up of up a up an ass. It yeah that <laughs> it was, rules. That's such that's a, how you open uh, a movie. That's yeah, it's smart too because then you just know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it it does such great groundwork laying in those first few minutes where it's like even with the the silly stuff like uh the color of the car he's driving changing where it's saying up top this is from his point of view it's skewed it's over the top we are not glorifying this uh which i feel like that is you know the eternal scorsese debate that i'm sure we're gonna have a blast talking about can't wait (laughs) but yeah i think it's it's him recontextualizing his crime stories that it's of it is effectively just wall street goodfellas and that's like i like it more than goodfellas because i think it is more realistic of a portrayal of the kind of crime that is most uh pervasive in our current culture and how little consequence it actually faces as opposed to goodfellas where all those dudes died (laughs) Spoiler for Goodfellas. Spoiler. <laughs> what did you think, Jen? Oh yeah. Oh uh, no, yeah. I really like this movie. Also, I it was funnier than I remember. I don't know why I didn't remember it mm-hmm. being so fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of course, Margot Robbie. Wow. Um, oh my god. Yeah, love her. I can't believe she was what freaking st- twenty-two when she made this movie. That's like wild Gross. to me. <laughs> wild to me. <laughs> Yeah, we. I hate that we're the same age. No, it's so weird. I remember I looked her up, and it was like 1990, and I was like, "No fucking way." Yeah, no, that's insane. Not to fun me. to see. <laughs> isn't it Elizabeth like Debicki? Isn't that how old Elizabeth Debicki is too? I feel like every famous actor that's in our age group is always like actors that look like not older because like Margot Robbie's like beautiful, obviously, but she just has this kind of like she's like a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at <sighs> 22, I looked like a fucking 14 year old twink still. Oh yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Debicki was also born in 1990. She's my Margot Robbie, um, and I'm very upset. Why don't I look like Elizabeth Debicki? Exactly. Why am I not eight feet a tall? A crane of a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Her and Widows, and she's buying that car. Uh, her and uh, Widows is so good. Widows is so fucking good. But yeah, I love Leo. Kurt. I love him in almost oh, sorry. everything. Sorry, I'm almost done. Um, the, only thing oh, is, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, like, you know, this movie is not so nice to women, as usual. Mm. Mm-hmm. As usual. But that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I really, I, I love this movie. Um, oh my God. I liked it more the second time. It grows. Um, it grows. I actually, mm-hmm. let me just say this right here, right now. 
This is my favorite Scorsese movie, I think, now. Let's go, Kurt! Hell yeah! yeah. Team I loved Wolfie. it. I'm going to give it five stars on Letterboxd, I think. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I'm Hell yeah. I'm yeah, quick. there's just something oh, about God. it. And I think that it aged really well. I think when it came mm-hmm. out, it was kind of like, I don't think anyone had ever really like, seen a movie. It's, I mean, it's very Scorsese, but it's like, it's like in your fucking face, like the whole three hours. Yeah. Like it's like non-stop and it's just so well edited and well mm-hmm. done. It just, it's like, it's just constant. I think it's his narration that really makes the movie. Like it just really helps to like, it's like reading a really long story, but you can't stop. Like you're just like, I have to know mm-hmm. what happens next. I mean, um, the opening so scene good. where I was like doing, where he does that, you might be wondering why I'm here. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But then immediately I was back in. And also, like it, we said at the beginning, it's f- the longest movie ever. It doesn't feel like it. It flies, no. by. It, it flies, baby. And Dylan, think... was this your first time watching it? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I was into it. I think I gave it four stars in Letterboxd. I might bump it up a little bit. It was three and a half. Um, I noticed and, three and felt and a half. bad. Don't worry. I, bu- <laughs> I bumped it up like two minutes later. Now you know uh, how I felt when I saw him give Donnie Darko a three before we even recorded the episode. Uh, look, Donnie Darko has only grown in my estimation, yet will stay a three. Aw, okay, that's sorry. Um, to your point, just about the the. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it has nothing to do with the movie. Go on. Oh, uh, to your point about the the narration, like I agree that it's it's scary at first because you're like oh jesus here we go because we had decades of people doing the goodfellas narration and doing it badly but like because this movie is so much about point of view and like uh hyperbole and exaggerating things it it does so much in that beginning scene to like establish hey don't believe everything this guy says that it makes it like engaging and fun even though it's hitting all those tropes of like that's my car bet you wish you had it don't you (laughs) Broke well, in. yeah, and, and it's probably very much like how Jordan Belfort probably is as a person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like a motivational speaker now, and I feel like the movie's tone is very from the point of view of a guy like that, mm-hmm. and he's really taking us into the world. I think this is our first, like, biopic or, like, very kind of, like, any movie somewhat like this. Oh, Dylan, Donnie right? Darko. There's Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we got some titular Forrest Gump, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's our first yeah. real-life real life movie. Real, that you know, real right. with quotation marks around it because I don't, I don't know if I like believe like half the stuff in the movie that he did. I feel like he just likes attention a lot. I but. mean, does Titanic count? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> which do y'all think is more accurate, Titanic or Wolf of Wall Street? Probably Wolf Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> I would say Wolf of Wall Street. I gotta say Wolf of Wall Street too. I think. I have way less faith in rich Wall Street brokers than James Cameron to, to portray history. <laughs> totally. I think yes. what's really weird about The Wolf of Wall Street is I feel like, so it has a lot of controversy surrounding it because a lot of people think it glorifies like what he's doing and stuff like that. But that's actually one of the things I like about the movie is it really make, lets you make up your own mind about it. Like mm-hmm. it's not all like cautionary tale, like all this other stuff. It is scary that frat bros probably watch this movie and are like, hell yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's like that reveals a lot about our culture that we live in. And I, I mm-hmm. think the movie's really interesting mm-hmm. because of that. And like and like Jen said, it's really funny. It's a really it's by so far his funny. funniest movie. Yeah. By far so his funniest funny. movie. I mean, that brings up Jonah Hill, who is like the fully the court jester of the whole movie with his big ass like plastic teeth. Veneers. 
<laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking funny. Finally went to the hospital because he smoked or he snorted too much uh, fake coke. Yeah, <laughs> love that. But that was uh, that was from the set of mid '90s, right? He was just yes. <laughs> he was just stuck on it. Uh, I him and him and Moneyball. I'm just thinking about him and Moneyball. Uh, he's so good in Moneyball. He's so good. Let's just, can we do Moneyball soon? That movie, that movie there. will give us ten yeah. listens. Ten listens. <laughs> I'll be at least eight of them. <laughs> um, yeah, Jonah Hill's great in the movie. I um, I think it's so funny that the uh, the guy that he plays in real life like denounces the whole movie and is like, "This is not an accurate representation of me." And apparently, the part that he was upset by the most is when there's a scene in the movie where it's suggested by the gay butler that he's gay mm-hmm. or like he goes to like gay things and Joan Hill's like, what, what, what are you talking about? And apparently that made the real life guy mad, that part. Not any of the other <laughs> shit he does in movies, just not, that part. And I was like, wow. Not being married that to shit's his so first real. cousin or smoking, no, no, he's like, smoking yeah, that's crack true. with a stranger. That's, all, that's fine. Yeah, but that made him mad. I love that. My- that's like my favorite behavior. Jonah. My favorite Jonah Hill line reading the entire movie is whenever uh, uh, Mad Max is screaming about the twenty twenty five thousand dollar whatever <laughs> restaurant bill, and he's like, "What are the sides? Tell me about the sides. The sides were good, you know." Because <laughs> what did they cure cancer? He goes, "In fact, they did cure cancer. That's why they were so expensive." <laughs> I don't know why that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But Jonah Hill's delivery is so goddamn funny in everything he says in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great in it. I think that like, I mean, Leo gives like such an amazing performance in the movie but Jonah Hill's like right up there with him I think which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive since I mean he'd done Moneyball but I still think people were kind of like unsure about him as a dramatic actor yeah. um, but he gets to be funny in the movie so it's like a great mix yeah. you know and um, I think like of we have to talk about him because even though he is only literally in one scene but the McConaughey cameo mm-hmm. is so fucking iconic Truly, it's one of the uh, put it in the Oscar clips moments. It's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those movie history montage yeah. moments for sure. And that's like peak McConaissance too. That's probably like because that's what like Killer Joe is that same year, uh, Magic Mike's that same year. God, and Killer Joe just, is so good. But Killer Joe is so goddamn good. <laughs> what do they say? Kentucky Fried Sea? Is that how they say it? How they get around saying it? Yeah. I can't remember how they say it in the movie. Anyway, um, I remember whenever I saw it in theaters, I like rode home on my bike and just listened to, um, what's that Radiohead song? The, I'm not here. This is How happening. to Disappear Completely. Yeah. <laughs> I just listened to that on a loop. <laughs> I was like, this movie is so fucking bleak. It has ruined my life. Uh, but Matthew McConaughey is so fucking funny in that one scene in the restaurant where he's like asking Jordan Belfort how many times he jerks off that <laughs> week. It really is amazing. I Incredible. will say that I feel like straight men have ruined the scene for me a little bit because oh, I yeah. feel like they yeah. love to reference it. Well, much. apparently my, a friend of mine was at the, the fucking Austin FC like stadium a couple days ago and Matthew McConaughey showed up to like help him warm up and he did the yeah, thing. Yeah, because that's, you. I'm sure you read about this, but apparently it's in the movie because Leo saw him doing that to prepare <laughs> for the scene because it's an actual exercise that uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey does to prepare and Leo was like, this is insane. It needs to be in the movie. <laughs> and, and he was right. right. Uh, yeah. Because like, yeah. it, that, that few minute scene, I think you feel it like clouding over the entire rest of the movie or at least like mm-hmm. Jordan's trajectory where it gets to like the the scene that should have won him the Oscar well there's I think several of them but the one where he mm. is like talking himself out of taking the plea deal yeah. 
camp while he's retiring to yeah. the company and then decides <laughs> to stay which getting chills just thinking about that fucking so scene good. that scene is so perfect in it every is. single way. I mm-hmm. cried during it. Me too. Incredible. I cried last night. I've seen this movie ten times. Literally. When that woman is like, "Fucking oh, love you, Jordan." Yes. Like after the thing about her kid and stuff, yes. I was like, "How yes. is this movie making me like this guy?" Yes, yes. That was the only instance where I was like, "Oh, okay, he's helping people." <laughs> yeah. But then you remember everything, and it's like that speech, even where he says like. Stratton Oakmont, like, this is Ellis Island. He even says, like, this is America, where as he is Mm -hmm. defiantly doing something against his best interests that is ruining the lives of people that we don't see. And it's, it's like, such a synthesis of everything the movie's about, but it still feels energetic because Leo is, like, on on a level I've never seen him before, like, in any of his other performances. Yeah, so good. I think the the scene also is important too. I think that, yeah, the McConaughey scene and that scene are the two most important scenes in the movie because it makes you realize that it's not about the money really for Jordan. It's about like, not even power. It's so weird. It's just about like ambition that just never ends, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a smart because I think people get caught up in like, oh, these people are so greedy. It's like, yes, they are greedy, but that's an offset of just being so hyper ambitious. Like it just, they don't know when to stop. Um, And I thought it was really smart because, yeah, he literally, like, ruins everything. I mean, he could have literally stepped down and everything would have been fine. And he was like, nah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, like, to to the point of, like, frat boys, like, taking it super seriously, I – one of the first jobs I had in Austin was doing sales for, for a tech software company. And so many of the dudes on the sales floor were, like, you know, coked up. At like lead development reps who took every word of this movie as Bond. They would like watch clips of this and uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross on like, this is <laughs> oh, how to no. throw. Literally, a dude came in. He said, "Bro, I found a streamer for Made in America last night. Tom Cruise is pretty sick." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" So it, it is that interesting thing of like, I don't think this movie is subtle in saying these are bad people. Uh, like Jonah Hill when he receives a subpoena from the FBI puts it into a trash can pisses on it and says fuck the USA like it is saying <laughs> these guys are against what yeah. we say we are for well it's very much that uh, that 30 Rock line of I can't remember what the context was but Kenneth goes just like my favorite movie I've only watched 10 minutes the first 10 minutes of Fatal Attraction <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, you can't control reception no matter how yeah. blatant you, you try and code the text uh just in defense of my boy marty absolutely i mean and that's the thing is you can't control away we were talking last week for pulp fiction about how you can't like control what art does once it's out in the world and it's like for example like i watched the movie kids when i was in like i was like 14 or 15 years old and i was like these kids are so cool i want to be just like them (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with me you know what i mean and it's like the same thing it's like if you're like a 13 year old boy watching the wolf of wall street you're gonna be like this looks fucking awesome like titties are everywhere drugs hell yeah dude like i get it you know like people are impressionable but i don't think that that means that we need to like i don't know i mean maybe we should censor like 13 year olds from watching the wolf of wall street but what do you i mean just you don't drop your kids off at the amc at the mall and go go see whatever like buy them the tickets like if they sneak in that's them but like just do as much as you can as a parent if you're a parent out there listening to um straight people movies 
We, me and Kirk are both fathers ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Dads in our own right. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I actually don't want to spoil it because y'all are going to my show on um, Saturday, so never mind. Ooh. Never mind. I will Ooh. tell y'all the joke on at on eleven oh one p.m. Saturday. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's like remember whenever we were recording this podcast. This is for you. Um, um, bef- um blah, 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 blah. before we go any further, I actually want to um, bring an element from y'all's podcast into this podcast and ask, uh, what do you think the signs for Jordan Belfort and Jonah Hill oh and oh um, I don't know who's the third person, Aunt Emma. Are. Aunt Ooh. Emma. <laughs> this is not the first nor the last time we will talk about Aunt Emma. I think <laughs> Aunt Emma gives me Taurus vibes. I, think she's I can see that. Very oh, like, yeah. stable, uh-huh. grounded, cares about her appearance. Looks looks good. Oh yeah, good enough for Jordan to try and s- snag a smooch. <laughs> you know this? Is he hitting th- on me? This time watching it, I was like, are they gonna fuck? Because I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when she's like, I've lived for, through the 60s, darling. I was like, that's a, that is going to be me when I'm old. <laughs> like, I seeing kids all coked up. I want to be like, it's cool. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I was a gay twink once. I remember. <laughs> um, I actually just looked up Jordan Belfort's actual sign, Ooh. but I'm really curious what y'all think it is. Because I, I could see it. Uh, go ahead, Jen. You're, you're more the, the expert. <laughs> expert. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say Cap, but that doesn't feel right. Um, it's too chaotic for Cap, right? right? Even though they're businessy. Right, he's too chaotic. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe Sagittarius, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's just the vibe I, I'm getting. I'm gonna. I could see it. I'm gonna guess Gemini. Uh, because I, I have very poor self-image of my fellow Gemini's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he seems like a, a bamboozler, a swindler, uh, a cheat. It's really funny. I'm actually really shocked by what his actual sign is. Oh like no! Real Jordan okay. What is it? Yeah, he is a Cancer. What? <laughs> what? what? But but you know what? I I, I kind of when when Kirk, you were talking about like that relentless like ambition or that greed. Uh, that keeps him, or not greed, rather, the ambition that keeps him going despite the amount of money, where it is, it does feel like he's trying to fill a big empty pit and nothing is working, like whether it's drugs or money or crime or whatever. And that seems like very in tune with acting emotionally, which is what I understand cancers to do. Yeah. I, I, feel, like, I feel like cancers, I don't really know a lot of cancers in real life. Me neither. I do, and they're all just crybabies. That's it. <laughs> and, and, and Jordan, and Jordan a little bit of a crybaby. I mean, he even says, he's like, I'm not afraid to admit it. When I got to prison, I was scared. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and okay. he gets in these wild fights with his wife, and he's very emotional during those. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Okay, yeah. I can see it. He's a chaotic cancer. I have yeah. never yeah. seen someone get that worked up over being splashed with water. So that's yeah, I'm like, is she yes. throwing acid into his face? Like, <laughs> chill out. Like, how hot is that water? Is this toilet water? Is this piss? Is piss in him? Uh, fuck. I like whenever he got the hot wax poured on him, and he was like, "What did, was he saying, Wolfie. mommy?" Then too. Wolfie. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Wolfie's my safe word, baby. Oh my god, that part is so good. So I, <laughs> oh, which he has like candle up his ass. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's so great. 
I love there's, I love this movie. God, there's a lot of great. butt stuff in this movie too, because whenever he's doing the uh, suppository, the enema, so he can get ready for. The, I know. I literally turned to, to Jesus, and I was like, "Wow, he's literally douching his asshole so he can do drugs. <laughs> that is commitment to addiction." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, put that into the uh, gay stuff about this movie. I got so one. I, re- I don't know if this is things that are gay about the movie, but one thing that was incredibly uh, hot in this movie, it's when he's going through the Stratton Oakmont script for the first time, like when he first hires all the dudes and they're like in that <laughs> shitty warehouse and he's like tricking the guy on the phone and he's like pantomiming, like licking his fingers and oh, like yes. prepping him oh, and then that. like fucking, I was like, this is, I'm so turned <laughs> off right now. <laughs> It is so good. Um, I want to ask the eternal question. Is Leo hot? Yes. I'm not into Leo. I've never been into Leo. Truly never been into Leo. I mean, he's a good looking guy, obviously, but I'm not attracted to him. Same. It's performance for me, I think. I'm into Leo Mm -hmm. in every phase. Baby Leo, this, this Leo, scruffy Leo that looks... Like he is on the streets. Yeah, I'm into every type of Leo. Damn, I'm, I feel like I'm very glad that me and Leo are just as good as growing beards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, at least we have this in common. I I think the closest. I mean, we talked about it on the Titanic episode, but I feel like the most attractive character he's ever played is probably Jack. What about him in the beach? For me, it's oh. for me, it's Basketball Diaries. That says a lot about me. Dude, <laughs> I okay. Well, I mean, I mentioned that my dream boy is like a Donnie Darko type, so you know I loved him in the Basketball Diaries. Oh my god, he's so troubled. I'm gonna help him. Yes, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, God, he's so. Actually, I think that might be. Well, I mean, it's hard because it's like he's so good in everything. Um, but for his younger roles, I feel like that's his strongest performance was in the Basketball Diaries. I love him in Catch Me If You Can. Oh, he's great in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yes. so good. How is history remembered? History remembered Catch Me If You Can. I feel like it's forgotten. as remembered as it sh- yeah. It's a is lesser it a, Spielberg for sure, lesser I think. Spielberg. I, I feel like there's somebody... Um, what's Who's that uh, woman on Twitter who always like talks, who always writes about like Heat on her Patreon? Is it Priscilla Page? No, oh, but yeah. I want to be friends with her because Heat yeah. is amazing. I know she loves heat, but I think that 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 feels very Priscilla Page essay next essay to do. Well, catch me if you can. That was like right before the terminal, right? That was like oh two. Yes. So that was like right before he began like his schmaltz era, his weird nine eleven. His yeah, <laughs> yeah. Era. Spielberg early two thousands is wild because it's like he did like AI and like catch me if you can like back to back, and it's like can you name two oh. more different movies? Yeah, it's so wild. King and then the terminal. I ha- they made me watch they uh, my band teacher in middle school. We watched the in terminal because I was about to do jazz band and he was like, you need to learn about jazz. So that's how I learned about jazz was the terminal. Wait, what? Yeah, that, there's that's jazz the in the, the terminal. Movie. Yeah, that's the whole like thing in the movie that he's like trying to get from like Grand or wherever he's from. <laughs> What's the fake country? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't remember she, this movie. I just remember that he's like it's Tom Hanks and he's in an airport. He, yeah, and yeah. he's like, I, I had this coffee can full of, like, stuff. Don't look at it. And they finally let him go to New York for a day, and he's going to, like, a jazz club to see a guy do a thing, like, takes a set list or a ticket or something. And it's, like, for his dad who loved jazz. Wait, Which so is, like, no. truly it's kryptonite to Dylan. is like, dad movies and jazz movies. <laughs> no, ma'am. That's so funny. I just feel like if you're joining jazz band, they'd be like, oh, no, like, listen to some Miles Davis or something. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, watch me, the terminal. Yeah, no. 
No, I was. And the thing was, it's like it's like it was a famous like jazz saxophonist, and I was like doing like jazz bass guitar and like stand up bass. Like, why? Why watch the term? <laughs> Although I think it might have been the school because I went to the same school and I, I was studying geology, and they were like, "Oh, watch Tintin. There's a lot of sand in that when they go to the desert." So I think they might just. Like Steven Spielberg might just be funding that school or something. <laughs> yeah. oh. Something's wild, dog. Something's wild. It's all coming together. It's all coming back to me now. Please um, have me back on whenever y'all cover the adventures of Tintin in 2038. <laughs> <laughs> when we run out of movies. When we run out and we just go through all of Spielberg's movies. <laughs> Except for Hook, because Hook is gay. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we just did the that jo- that like twenty minute Joan of Arc movie, and I was like, "All right, we just finished that. What's next?" <laughs> I guess we could do Ten Ten. I'm already knocking on your door, <laughs> pouring with sweat, nose bleeding. Yeah, yeah, you're fully the the the, the maid and parasite. Uh, <laughs> um, so we've hinted at it, but what specifically do you think that straight people love about this movie? I just think it's the debauchery. Absolutely, number one reason. Yeah, the straightest of debauchery mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah, baby. It it's cocaine. It's strippers. It's hookers that they rate by type. What is the they say like the Nasdaq uh, prostitutes? Okay, that was than, hilarious. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> And they were like, if you don't use a condom, you better go get a, like a penicillin, penicillin shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very straight debauchery, although I gotta give it to Marty, you know, he gave a little something for the gays. <laughs> so oh, thanks, Marty. <laughs> we are saving that for a different segment. <laughs> but most of the debauchery, yeah, it's very straight because it's like, you know, they're like paying these like hookers and prostitutes and strippers to like come and, you know, I, girl, like, can you imagine? I want to hear what it was like for them to go to one of those parties. I want to hear their story because that's crazy. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. That's a horrible and it, they better have paid them really well. Well, I guess they gave us the numbers. Yeah. 80 standards pretty good, I guess. Hey, they sh- I mean, if they show the math, I'm happy. Like that. <laughs> and I do think it, it does, like, start to hint at, uh, you know, maybe this is a, an unhealthy working environment for, like, the women in the company. Like, uh, when they're doing the big celebration and they give that woman 10000 to shave her head. That and she, part- like... Looks, I hated that. It's so it upsetting. It's so yeah. upsetting. And it's like, and then you just have to live with it. And any other time you're seeing like a woman in the company or like one of these sex workers they're bringing in, it's like, it, it's that dichotomy of like, this money is needed and mm-hmm. they really need it. But like, yeah, I don't doing know. things you shouldn't. It, it's, yeah, to be treated yeah. like that, the math ain't mathing. I don't know. Just... Yeah, no. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that there are several women that work at the office, um, which is like, I mean, it's probably, that's real life, right? Like, you know, you, if you're part of the boys club, you're just going to have to be one of the boys, right? Yep. Um, and I thought that that was really fascinating and why that scene even hit even harder with mm-hmm. the with the, that one woman with the kid and all that. But yeah, uh-huh. the way women are treated in this movie, for sure. I mean, it makes sense because it's the movie's content, but it's also like a lot. Brutal. To it's, watch. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's been a while since we've had like straight up violence against women in a movie. No, so. we had a little break. That was nice. A little break. It was nice. Yeah, you guys were on a back. roll. <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> honestly, I think I look, ele- this is number 16. This, I think it's like 11 16? or 12 out of 16 movies like have yeah. violence against women in them. 
And it really was like, I mean, the violence, I guess, in the movie towards women was pretty like, it's like weirdly hazy. But then, of course, that scene at the end with Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Woof! I forgot about that part. That was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Also, I Damn. think it's really straight to like be like really into your kids all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden. Yes. We've never yes. even seen this little girl. We don't even know her <laughs> name. All of a sudden, he's like so invested in this kid. You can't take my kids away from me. Because he knows oh it's, it's what will get to Naomi. It's like he knows yeah. that's the power in this. It's, it's so. Mm-hmm. That was a chaotic cancer moment. Mm. You know that what? Move. It was. He was not thinking. <laughs> he was just feeling. Mm-hmm. Could have also been the couch cushion coke that he scored <laughs> that, being that part. clean for two years. That part. Oh, that, man. that part is aesthetic. The, like, imagine being like, I'm gonna, I'm taking the kids, and then you just do a pound of coke right before you do it. <laughs> After be like the, some of the best nonverbal acting is just the shot of Margot Robbie from the back when she turns the corner to see him like face down in a mound of coke, and you just see her do like a half-hearted like shrug, just like, <laughs> all right, about time. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, also on the boat. I forgot about that scene where the boat, the like, boat. fucking crashes and there's all the crazy weather. And he's, like, looking for drugs. She's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> he's like, I can't die sober. Yeah. I, Which, like, same, but, like, you know, girl. <laughs> that line, when I worked at Alamo, got applause almost every time. And it's, so like, watching it at home alone, I was like, this is devastating. This is tragic. Yes. This, is, this is, he's at near rock bottom but it's uh, it's seen, scary to think uh, that frat boys probably have like viewing parties with this movie like all these totally. like finance students you know <laughs> this is their ma yeah, well, this is their ma i think because it's like even with the subtext and the satire like it's still ultimately about how being rich means you can do whatever you want and not face exactly. any consequences yeah and there's always that pause like oh well i'm gonna get to that point eventually because i'm young so I can idolize this behavior because I'm going to get there. It's so crazy. I truly think that this movie is like in a way a horror movie because it's like, like it's in the most real way. Like, like you mentioned earlier, like crime, like modern crime, like this is crime. Yeah. And it's so crazy. I think it's so, it's funny and entertaining, but it's also terrifying watching this movie. Cause you're like, Oh my God. Like, I can't even, like, imagine, like, being a part of that kind of environment or being one of the people, like, that's a victim of that kind of environment. Like, mm-hmm. and on smaller scales, like, yeah, we see it all the time. Like, not to keep knocking on frats, but it's, you know, it's, like, that kind of culture, you know, that, like, straight yeah. white male bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I also think... Speaking of straight... Oh, sorry, go I, ahead. I, I also think just straight people love, like, a transformation performance. Uh, <laughs> oh, my and God, And I think, yes. like, that... Like, that was even big with Jonah Hill, because every performance he had given, I remember the thing at the time was just like, wow, he lost a lot of weight for Jump Street. Wow, he gained a lot of weight for Moneyball. Wow, he lost... Like, it was always about his body, and I think, like, having him be in a prestige, uh, awards-oriented film, and his transformation is more rooted in performance than his weight, I think, was, like, uh, what grabbed a lot of attention at the time. Plus those veneers. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Beautiful veneers. Yeah, Jonah Hill is, like, such an interesting part. Like, his entire career has been so fascinating. Yeah. And I don't think we talked enough about how, like, he has been in some of the greatest comedies of the 2000s. 
like super bad and 21 jump street are top five common like they're oh, yeah. 21 jump street he also, perfect film uh not as good of a movie but he his uh debut i think in 40 year old virgin as the, oh my god i love his scene in that. yeah the ebay store. well you know what else he's in in around that time he's in 2003 but he's like a kid He's in Huckabees. He is in <laughs> I Heart Huckabees. He has like two or three lines in it. Couldn't go an episode without talking about Huckabees. Could <laughs> not. Jean Smart is having her Catherine Hahn moment, and I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. You've been yes. watching Hacks? I have not, not yet. I need to watch it's it good. though. It's pretty I've been good. watching Mayor of Easttown. Oh. Yeah, I keep please. hearing that's good. Oh. I need to. I've been it. trying to find Watchmen on Blu-ray, but they only have it on DVD at Target, which is fucking weird. That sucks, man. I need to see that big giant blue dildo <laughs> in the high death. Speaking of dildos, uh, can we talk about uh, Jonah Hill's prosthetic dick when he's like really high on quaaludes and sees Margot Robbie <laughs> for the first time? Oh <laughs> my god! My god! Can you Man. imagine? Again, another thing that the real life guy could have been like, I would never do something like that, but he didn't refute that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, I, so when this movie first came out, I, I, like I said, I was in college and I loved it when I worked and I worked like an hour away from where I was going to school and living at the time. And so very often I would arrive to the theater and they'd say, hey, we don't need you, you're cut. And so I would just stay mm-hmm. there and watch a movie. And so I saw Feel it so that? many times. And uh, for context for the your listeners and any of y'all, if you don't know, I came out as bi pretty late in, uh, like, a few years ago, uh, like, recently. And a, a sign that I should have caught on earlier is that when the Blu-ray for Wolf of Wall Street came out, I, I, I frame by frame that scene, trying to tell if it was a prosthetic or if it was a real dick. And that was my excuse for it, but really, I think it's that's some gay to... behavior, and I'm very here for it. <laughs> and like at the I time, have... I was like, I want to see if it's a prosthetic, like in Boogie Nights. But now I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to see him hanged on. Just wanted to see I have break. a very similar story. Of a very similar story. Whenever I was like 15, I had the deep. This also explains literally everything about me. <laughs> but I had the DVD of Jackass One, and there's that scene where they like fucking tape a firework to his dick, and I was like. That's how big dicks could be. <laughs> was this Johnny Knoxville's dick? Yes. Oh my um, god, Johnny. What's your favorite um, like surprise dick in a movie? Um, I have a, a spoiler answer that I will bleep out um, now, but it's... Secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably that the most iconic of, dick moment in the, a movie. That's the most iconic dick movie. Uh, I feel like one that comes up a lot I love you, man. I just, I, oh. I have a weird, I mean, not even a weird crush. I have a crush on Jason Siegel. I think he's a big he's head so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. And I'm sorry, his Muppets movie is incredible. I love I've it. I've never it's so seen good. it. It's oh, so charming. I like it's it. so good. Yeah. It, I love that that's the only Joanna Newsome you can listen to on Spotify is her Muppets theme. <laughs> so iconic behavior from an iconic princess. Truly. Um, my favorite dick reveal in a movie, the first one that came to mind is Midsommar. Oh, yes. yes. Was not expecting that. And also, that guy is cute. Oh, my God. And I love it. I want him to. He's just like a normal guy with a normal sized dick. And I was like, good for you, dude. I love that. Like, you show it off, girl. I got so much shit in Pendulum, my uh, sketch team that is just a group chat now. 
um, for <laughs> thinking that the guy in Midsommar was hot. And they're like, he just looks like a person. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. He's, he's Regular people are hot. He's tangible. Yeah. You know, and That's, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, what's your favorite penis? No, see, I can't even think of anything because I don't like penises. Like, I just don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> they're not fun. I mean, I have. They're not great. Yeah, no. <clears throat> they do look very stupid. Yeah, they just yeah. look oh, so dumb yeah. and just, like, weird. <laughs> well, I was thinking of the, speaking of uh, Jason, why can't I think of. Wait, what is his name? I'm thinking Jason Statham. No, it's not Jason Statham. We were Siegel. just talking about Siegel. him. Jason Siegel. And um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. His dick, his penis is so just like sad. And <laughs> yeah. It's just so, it's it, such a sad penis. You don't get it. Because I feel like uh, women's bodies are used as punchlines so much in, in like that style of comedy that for forgetting mm. Sarah Marshall, when it was like, Oh, yeah, he just got broken up with. He's sad. Also, look at his sad dick. It's funny. <laughs> like, you don't get enough, like, dicks as punchlines. They're funny looking. No. Yeah, I thought it was a really brilliant moment in the movie. Like, uh, yeah. it uh, Yeah. It was a turning point, I think, in terms of just dick on camera, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Also, i say the best prosthetic dick besides, of course, Boogie Nights is um, Ken Marino's dick in Party Down. That's like a, an arm. <laughs> I haven't. I, don't, I guess I didn't get that far into Party Down because I don't remember oh, that yeah. part. <laughs> is that the is that the porn star, like the porn awards that they do? And it's like a scene where I guess like the camera is like episode. in the bathroom or whatever, oh. and it, he like fully like ejects like Jack in the Box style. Like it's like fully like cartoonishly big. It's so funny. I love that Party Down. So good. oh oh Antichrist. Oh. oh my god! Because his dick was too big, they had to make it smaller. <laughs> that is my favorite story ever. That is Same. wild. Like Lars von Trier saw that dick and went absolutely nope. not. No. That is you distractingly could make Lars von Trier big. go, oh no, like something is yeah. wrong with your weird ass dick. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine being Lars von Trier and being like, hmm, um, anything? What is he up to? I just looked up uh, a screenshot of. Ken Marino's uh, tree trunk. Uh, is the only way to it. It's so funny. Wait, I, I gotta look it up now too. It's Shit. pretty. You know, incredible. there's some FBI agent that's like, why is everyone looking up Ken Marino penis right now in Austin, Texas? Speaking of Ken, I did just get all three seasons of Burning Love in on DVD, and I'm nice. so excited. It is. Uh, oh, yeah, because you're a big batch, big batch person. Yeah, Sarah, my roommate, got me really into it, and I'd actually seen Burning Love before getting into mm-hmm. the batch universe because i had a yahoo screen account to watch community and i was like oh, get away from me what else is on here <laughs> look hang up it was, it, it was when i was straight i'm reformed now <laughs> i like community in private like a sane person you only like six episodes of community which are allowed by the lgbtq alliance <laughs> anything more than that is just too straight i get my card mm-hmm. taken away yep um, speaking of getting your card taken away, is there anything gay about this movie? Yes, there is. Of course, it's fucking Patsy, a.k.a. Joanna Lumley, yep. a.k.a. Aunt Emma, mm-hmm. Mama. Aunt Emma. Absolutely. Gay legend. Absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. She getting into heaven. She's the only person getting into heaven. Um, <laughs> it's so her. sad that I feel like AbFab hasn't really found an audience with like our age group and especially younger gays. Like It's I been know. kind of lost, I think, in gay lore. It's Just on sad. Netflix, I think, still, but it didn't like pop off. Everyone who's listening right now, watch Absolutely Fabulous. Watch. It is so it, fun. Pitch perfect. And then watch Kath and Kim after that. 
if you want some more of the same energy. But it's, if you want Australian ab fab, Kath and Kim is there for you. There you have it. Look but at yeah, that. she's she's amazing in it. <sighs> the scene where he finds out that she died. <laughs> oh my god, I love that part. And he's like, oh my god, oh no. Maybe that's terrible. <laughs> Oh, so good. it's good. Um, um, the only thing that's uh, slightly less gay than Patsy, of course, is the full-on gay mm-hmm. orgy that's in this movie. <laughs> I also think that the scene that happens afterwards is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, Jonah Hill can say faggot as many times as he wants to. <laughs> yes, he it's can. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I love when he's like, because I feel like I've heard every streak I say this t- to some degree, when he's like, I love fags. Okay. My cousin's one, all right? It's like, I was like, yeah, that's so real. I love how it's, attached uh, he seems to his cousins. Right? It's Kate, Ber- it's Kate Berlant and the other two saying, I am gagging, faggot. And oh then, my like, God. walks away. Kate Berlant is going straight to heaven. I, oh yeah, she's out there. I'm obsessed <laughs> her with her. Um, Love that bitch. But yeah, I yeah the gay orgy scene, it's pretty hardcore too. I mean, it's short, but I was like, I was pretty surprised. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. You're freeze framing it. You're like control F, control control A, yeah. It's like and it happens. Um, it's like it's like, and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Good for you, Marty. Yeah. I didn't even know he knew gay people existed until that. Movie. I know. The only there's no representation knows. in any of his movies at all. The only gay man he knows is Fran Lebowitz. Let's be real. The honorable judge Fran Lebowitz, who <laughs> She's does so the fucking funny. <laughs> She's so fucking funny in that. Uh, um, and I think also finally hiding away from your problems in America on the coast of Italy. That sounds very Ripley to me. Yes. Um, which is gay. gay. Yeah. And then also having a traumatic scene on a boat, gay. That's gay. <laughs> yes. Also very Ripley. Always. No, I agree that hiding out in Italy is gay behavior. Oh, yes, ma'am. And, and this what is, about? This is minor, but I think the uh, Aya Cash, she's like the redheaded secretary. She's from You're the Worst. She's like super bitchy. She's gay. That's gay. I had her. T- oh, yeah. Her first yes, line ma'am. is like yeah. where Jordan's like, why are all these people here? It's the Forbes article. They love you. Like she, she's doing, she's doing like yeah. flapper voice. It's oh, yes. beautiful. Oh, yes. But she doesn't do it the whole movie. It changes for sure. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I also think Naomi's little papillon, Rocky, who uh, oh, yes. nips at Jordan's heels when they're trying to have sex. I think Rocky is gay. Oh, Rocky's definitely Rocky's gay. Rocky's definitely gay. He was trying to suck on Leo's toes. Yeah, he wasn't saying stop having sex. He was saying let me in on this. <laughs> remember? Remember that? Uh, actually, I'm, I will cut this out because he is canceled. But remember that thing that Army Hammer did where he was like sucking on his baby? Yes! <laughs> no, it was his baby. It was his baby sucking on his toes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, sorry. And all the that. gay foot fetish people were like living for it. And I was like, y'all, I know. this is it's, too far. Yeah. Like, stop. Someone, y'all need to go straight to jail. <laughs> I saw someone who did this tweet of where they like found this like makeup artist who like did a full like baby face on their face. And it was like me showing up to Army Hammer. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> uh, that's me in a in like a big barbecue rib outfit now. <laughs> uh, like one last thing what? I have that I think is gay is uh, Kyle Chandler's chin, but like just his chin in this oh, movie. Yes, man. Bitch. Have I ever told my Kyle Chandler story on this podcast? No. no. There's a lot of Alamo Draft House talk in this podcast today, and I will bring some more to it. Um, there was one day I was work—I w- used to work at the Alamo Draft House Slaughter way the fuck down, and I was there during the day. It was like if you work during the day at the Draft House, you have like four theaters, or whatever. And so it was me. I had one side, and someone else had the other side. 
and they came up to me and said, Dylan, Kyle Chandler is currently in my screening of, um, not Wanted, what's that movie with Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf where they sing the uh, Velvet Underground song? It's not Lawless? Lawless, there we go. Wait, they yeah. sing a Velvet Underground song? That Isn't, there, isn't White like Light, set... White Heat in that? White Light. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I remember that movie was bad. That's all I remember about it. Um, I will look that up shortly. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Nick Cave wrote it. Um, soundtrack. Yeah, uh, White Light, White Heat is in that movie. Um, anyway, um, she was like, do you want to bring his food to him? And I said, no, I want to bring the food of the person behind him. And she said, okay, that's weird. And so I brought <laughs> the people behind them. I was like, I think it was a root beer. And I went, here you go. And I turned around and in one swift, like this swift movement, smelled his hair. And I walked <laughs> right on out. And I it smelled it. delicious. That is iconic behavior. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And then, and then I went straight to jail. Now we're going to our final segment. Uh, this is our gay recommendation corner, I guess, uh, where we recommend a movie that's kind of equivalent to the movie today, but gay. Um, I think just two came to mind, uh, Hustlers and Bling Ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all it is. I'm trying to think of other like debauchery gay movies, like Solo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you did not just recommend <laughs> Solo. Don't watch Solo. Yet, <laughs> it's fun. Solo is debaucherous as if they are celebrating the, the, the horror that's yeah. happening. Yeah. I mean, what about what about Caligula? I've never seen it, but... Uh, I want to watch Caligula because I love young Helen Mirren. Ooh. Yep. Especially in The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, Her Lover. Oh, that movie's so good! A great movie. Bitch. so good. Bitch. I... Now that is a gay movie. That's a gay fucking movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we gotta add that to the weekly mention. We gotta add that to, like, Margaret and Huckabee's. Yeah, we're gonna start talking about the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. <laughs> I say, All the costumes by Jean-Paul Gaultier, bitch. Oh, bitch. Ooh, Everything looks like a perfume bottle. It's so tacky. It is uh, I love it. available for streaming on Peacock right now. <laughs> am... Um, But yeah, Hustlers and the Bling Ring, these are both movies that came out in the past few years around this they're on either side of uh, wolf of wall street um y'all just recently did an episode on the bling ring we did. yeah just a few weeks ago. yeah masterpiece oh. mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a good go listen to that didn't daniel lopatan did the music for that correct yes I he sure so. did yeah i know but that soundtrack also, is amazing the soundtrack's amazing it has a can song in it which oh you've been into can recently i girl i'm a can girl and can yeah girl. they're oh, because it's like can, a, it's can, like a can. deep cut song too by them in the soundtrack it's awesome i need to rewatch talk- the bling ring oh. that used to be my least favorite by her oh um, rewatch it for sure years. yeah rewatch it it's so good i think i didn't give it a, i think everyone i wanted it to be one way but it's like what was i expecting like it's a sofia mm-hmm. coppola movie like mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know i think it's it's like I think because it was the first one of hers in, like, it was, like, after the Marie Antoinette turning point, where I think people, when she did a modern movie again, they were expecting it to be more in the vein of Virgin Suicides and, like, softer and quieter, and it is much more in the Marie Antoinette exaggerated. Uh, Obnoxious and loud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love her so much. I even like the movies that people don't like by her, like, Somewhere is, like... Such a I haven't seen great movie. It's so good. It's, it's good. so boring, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> every, every Olivier Asaya movie, or however you pronounce it. Asaya. Jesus Christ. 
I love he, probably one of my favorite directors. I can never recommend any of his movies to everyone because I feel like a huge fucking snob. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember like I blind bought Summer Hours, and I was like, "What's Summer Hours?" And he went, "It's just Juliet Binoche in a wig talking about art." And I was like, "Perfect, <laughs> perfect." I have a weird relationship with him because I I love Personal Shopper and Clouds of Sils Maria, but I saw um, I think I mentioned it in one of our other episodes, but I watched. Um, demon uh, demon, lover. demon lover weird and i thought that movie was just like not good at all and i was so sad because it's like got a score by sonic youth it has chloe 70 and gina gershon in it <gasps> and i was bored and it's about hentai what's not so <laughs> yeah <like? laughs> yeah i know it has all the things i like in it <laughs> that that one is is uh caustic <laughs> i i have trouble it's i i i get really into his like, Personal Shopper is, I think, my favorite. Uh, Irma Vep, which just got a, a Criterion release, is also amazing. A, amazing performance by Maggie Chung. And then uh, Carlos, which is, like, a five-hour drug lord biopic, which is Hell. how I found out about him, because I was... Wow. He directed a five-hour-long biopic about a drug lord? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's like a I bet, I bet it's pretty vibey. It, it fucking... It's... It's so good. I have... And Juliette Binoche is there in a wig. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> she has to show up in every movie. Except for Irma Vep, I have every Olivier Criterion, if you ever want to borrow any. And that goes to yeah, any yeah. listeners that I know in real life. <laughs> hell yeah. I I need to get more Criterion. The sale is only two more days, and I'm out of money. What? I just spent $60 on a fucking Foxing LP and a Foxing board game. Proud of you, baby. Get, get Thank it. you. <laughs> we have not talked about my thing with foxing. How? <laughs> what? All my all my emo music I listen to. Oh, that's God. the straightest thing about me. It's awful. It's awful. It's okay. Why do we have the straightest taste in music sometimes? Going? I know <laughs> it's terrible. I'm literally one inch away from my uh, entire cube on my vinyl thing. That's just White Stripes music. Oh, that is so strange. It's just White Stripes and seven and uh, against me seven inches. Against wow, yeah. me. Oh against no. Me. Oh. oh, that's a throw. Oh man, Mama. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing about Against Me, and I promise, I'm just going to cut this out, whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah. I love that Against Me literally had a song where she went, if I would have chosen, I would have been born a woman. My mom told me she would have named me Laura. And we went, cool, and didn't, <laughs> did not say anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she came out, hi, my name is Laura, we were all like, <laughs> she already told us. <laughs> yeah. She told us, 2007. <laughs> um, I, I actually had a, a gay wreck. If, uh, <gasps> if if I can break oh format my god and of one. course yeah. yes. please I gotta dig into my my snob bag uh, perfect but it is uh, a movie from the 60s Czech new wave called Daisies <gasps> uh, I love that movie Daisies <laughs> so fucking good uh, is it the Katy Perry song Daisies yes it is okay the music video for the Katy Perry <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's this this movie from the Czech New Wave about two teenagers, uh, who basically just decide, man, the world is really spoiled and obnoxious, so let's also be spoiled and obnoxious. And it's it's like an hour fifteen minutes. It's seventy six minutes. It feels Perfect. like a black and white episode of Broad City from the Czech Republic like it's okay very modern feeling very silly but also has like a very strong feminist angle to the point that it was like immediately banned by the Czech government when it first came out it big reco 
That's such a great wreck. God, what Done. a good movie. That's actually uh, my number one film of the 60s on Letterboxd. <gasps> it's a perfect movie. Everyone should watch it. And actually, a lot of music videos... Uh, reference daisies i've noticed um the food like any scene where like girls are like throwing cake at each other on like a giant dining table that's daisies boom okay it's like watch it it's oh. a gay canon it really oh, is love the poster bitch it, okay masterpiece so i so might watch good. it tonight honestly yeah. it's like the funnest minutes. it's like the funnest experimental movie ever yes it doesn't feel like you're watching art house. Like it, it just feels like you're hanging out with these girls. It's so fun. Oh, perfect! I love that shit. Ugh. 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 Oh, and then uh, finally, we need to talk about it enough. But hustlers, if you haven't seen fucking hustlers, bitch, bitch, watch it. Watch it. Watch it for Jennifer Lopez alone. Jennifer watch Lopez. it for Fiona Apple. Jennifer Lopez stripping to Fiona Apple. That's cinema. That is. That's cinema. <laughs> watching that. Cint- it's like I, it, it's so proud. I have very few moments like this where I'm just like so proud to be a bisexual. Where I'm like watching Hustlers <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like I can fucking be along for everything, but I can also just watch J Lo dance to Fiona Apple and just get so riled up at 11 p.m. <laughs> at an Alamo by myself. Exactly. Look, Jennifer Lopez is on my very, very, very short list of laminated women. Oh, wait, laminated list of women. <laughs> of laminated Wow, Dylan. Are women just products to you, Dylan? Wow. Yes, they, they are two-dimensional. Um, you said that because J-Lo laminates that horse in the cell, right? And so okay, thinking, uh, <laughs> what I wanted to... Sh- so I know I talk about the white stripes enough, but speaking... This is... I also am cutting this out, but I don't know if Jason's ever... S- Jason's ever seen this at my house, but um, I have these two white stripes pens that are also very the cell pen, but they're... Oh, hell Oh my God. That's cool. Yes. Um, I'll cut that out. Okay. Quick aside, Dylan. My best friend told me that her favorite motif of our podcast is when you say that you're going to cut something out. And then you don't. don't. Yes. (laughs) I love it too. (laughs) Every time, like... Because I, I, I edit our, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it sounds like it was too hard to cut around, and Dylan gave yep, up. That's exactly what it is. Yes, man. I, 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 I'll like it's spend, Tuesday at 9.45, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Been there. Uh, I love podcasting. Um, speaking of podcasting, I probably cut all of this out, um, but that's the show. We yeah. did it. We made we it to did the end. It. Gosh. Oh my god, this was so much fun. This was a, I would say an extra long episode. But this is actually usually how long they run. Uh, but pretend it's a three-hour long episode. Listen to it three times and boost our numbers up. Um, Does that work? Do I have to delete the app and re-download it to count? Maybe do like one on Spotify, one on Anchor, one on Pod Podcast Kingdom. What is it? No, that's Card Kingdom. I'm, uh, a, is... I'm a podcast addict, boy. Podcast addict. Mm. I don't have anything gay to that. I don't know. Podcast at dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, we've been talking for an hour and fifteen yes! minutes yes! and 55 seconds. I'm out of jokes. Yes. <laughs> out of jokes. I haven't performed live in a while. Um, I want to thank our guests for coming here this week. Thank you so much, guys. What are, um, Jason and Jen, in that order, What do y'all have socials? Where should we find you if we want to 
hang out with you. Uh, yeah. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at pollard.greens uh, or on Letterboxd, which is the exact same thing without the dot. Uh, just Pollard Greens. And also check out A Night with the Stars. Uh, it's a yes. lot of fun. Jen and I uh, break down the zodiac signs of characters in movies and uh, also recently talked a lot about Liam Neeson's dick on the most recent episode. Hell yes. So. Mm-hmm. In our Star yeah. Wars, a Phantom If you want to start with... Oh, sorry. If you want to start with an episode, maybe start with Ma or Rent or A Star is Born. Um, if you need a good transition episode, if you still need my nasally mumbly ass... <laughs> that Rent app is... I'm on this. Is, uh, top, Truly chaotic. Top tier. <laughs> <laughs> that is a... Oh, what an episode. Well, Jen, where can people find you if you want to be found? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Jen Rosa, J-E-N-R-O-S-A, or on Letterboxd at Coco Khaleesi, spelled with all Ks. Don't ask me where that came from. I'm not not asking. (laughs) And you won't tell me. Um, (laughs) My name is Dylan Garcy. You can find me on Instagram at Garcied, at Twitter at Dylan Garcy, and on Letterboxd at Garcied. I'm never changing it. And my name is Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. Woohoo! It's good saying it ourselves, like, last week. Yeah, oh no. It was yeah. so hard. That was I chaotic. That earlier. It was that so was funny. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we love y'all so much. Bye. 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 And now came talk. Talk. Talk.